Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is a First Nation creation, the Skinwalker. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, along with... Ashley. (laughs) Get out of here. I'm I'm Emily. (laughs) Throw some elbows. Let's take our first bite, shall we? Uh Uh-huh. Of Skinwalker? Tasty. (laughs) So before I forget, my sources for this were All That's Interesting, Only In Your State, Thought Catalog, The Lineup, Legends of America, and Wikipedia. So the Skinwalker, or the Yinaldoshi, is an urban legend tied to the Navajo culture and its peoples, which describes them as harmful witches who can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The legend of the Skinwalker is a closely held secret amongst the Navajo Nation, one they are reluctant to discuss with each other, let alone outsiders, as they represent the exact opposite of any of everything that the Navajo culture stands for. The Navajo themselves are part of a larger cultural area that includes the Pueblo people, Apache, Hopi, Ute, I know that one, (laughs) and other groups who all have their own versions of the Skinwalker, with the common thread being that they are all malevolent spirits capable of transforming themselves into an animal. In the Navajo community, people who practice what we would term as quote-unquote white magic are known as community healers or medicine men and women who perform cultural duties that nurture the members of their tribe, which is a responsibility that is not to be taken lightly. It's a great honor and a privilege to be a medicine person or um, a community healer. So you're a really important person of their tribe, if that's the role that you play. And the Navajo view witches as non-supernatural entities that exist alongside humans. So the idea of witches is abhorrent to them as they take the good practices that traditional healers perform and corrupt them with their evil intent, such as directing spiritual forces to cause harm or misfortune to others. One example of this practice is called Witchery Way, where human corpses are used in various ways to cause curses, harm, or even kill their intended victims. That sounds necromantic. I... I feel like they could have, I don't know, when I hear witchery way, I think of like witchy woman. I just thought song. of, I just thought of a really fun street name. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then you're, and then you start talking about bodies. Nope. Did not picture that. Yep. I just pictured it as like some like fun street in Salem or something. <laughs> So just as witches in pop culture have familiars they associate with, so too do skinwalkers. The most common animal associated with a skinwalker is the trickster god Coyote, 
but they also have been known to work with other animals that are often tied to death and ill omens. Skinwalkers get their name from what they do. Their name literally translates to, by means of it, it goes on all fours, which is gross. Long. Yep. Long name. Well, I mean, it was long name that I pronounced earlier. That was was hard. (laughs) (laughs) You did it, though, so you get a gold star. I did. (laughs) I did do it. Skinwalkers can be male or female, though they are primarily male and are considered the most dangerous of all of the forms a Navajo witch can take. So now I'm going to go a little bit into the origins. So the origins of the skinwalkers themselves can vary. In some legends, the witches evolved from a respected healer or spirit guide who succumbed to the powers of evil, abusing his powers which continued to grow, allowing him to turn into and possess any animal or human he wishes. Other legends say that you can become a skinwalker after committing a horribly taboo act, such as killing a family member that's very close to you, or, you know, taking part in, like, necrophilia, or, like, something that's an extreme taboo. Are Wendigos and skinwalkers closely related? Yes. Okay, because I was going to say there was the, um, oh my gosh, Swift Runner. Yes. The the mm-hmm. Native American who did cannibalism. The whole family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe Wendigo is basically like the North and Canadian version of a skinwalker. So it's those types of tribes version of the skinwalker. Their interpretation. Of yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So a lot of similarities. So I was like, yeah. Emily is going to be able to help me out if I screw things up. Because <laughs> she basically covered the same thing. So part of why they're so terrifying is the fact that they can freely walk amongst the members of the tribe during the day, unnoticed before transforming under the cover of darkness. So for skinwalkers, they must be initiated, such as those who wish to enter a cult or a secret society. The first step to becoming a skinwalker is to commit one of the greatest of evils, the killing of a family member, usually a sibling or other close relation, And after the deed is done, the person will then acquire their supernatural abilities, which allows them to shapeshift into any number of animal forms, including those of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, bears, and others. Although the ones I just listed are the more common forms that they tend to take. So is this like a bad guy club? They initiate each other? Pretty much, yeah. I always wonder how people like this find each other like how do people you know the ones that hook up and they go you know what sounds like a good idea let's go on a murder spree craigslist <laughs> okay <laughs> here's my theory you start with like a semi-harmless but very dark joke and see how other people react and then you just scale it up and then when you get to the end you do say hey here's a great idea why don't we go on a murder spree and if the other person seems into it then you plan a murder spree but if the other person doesn't seem into it you'd be like haha I'm so crazy that was a great joke Why do I I feel like you've had one of those conversations before, (laughs) Ashley? (laughs) You seem a little familiar with them. That's my theory. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
Fieri. Right. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> so those who wish to become skinwalkers and those dark witches who have already turned tend to congregate in secluded places such as dark caves for a number of reasons. Because it's cool, duh. Because it's cool and black lights look amazing. <laughs> That's where all the groovy people hang. <laughs> <laughs> So they do it to perform dark ceremonies, initiate new members, and harm others from a safe distance with their black magic. Cowards. I know. Yeah, right? Haha, ha, I'm so intimidating. Don't touch me. Stay away. <laughs> Leave off, bro. I'm fragile. <laughs> I got bird bones. <laughs> <laughs> the ceremonies they perform are very similar to those done by the Navajo people, such as dancing, sand painting, feasts, and rituals. But whereas the Navajo activities hold sacred and spiritual meaning, those of the dark witches are corrupt and perverse in nature. So other perverse activities that the witches engage in can include necrophilia with female corpses, because, of course, they don't do it with the male corpses for some reason. Well, <laughs> unless you hit it at the right point of rigor mortis. There's more than one way to play with a dead male <laughs> There's more than one corpse. way to violate a corpse. <laughs> I'm just saying, equal opportunity. So I'm going to take this moment to say it seems like Lindsay's thought about this before. I'm just saying. <laughs> Make it equal, people. <laughs> if there can be male and female skinwalkers, why can't you have sex with male corpses? I'm just putting that out there. Okay, how about I? How about I? <laughs> just, uh, just one theory. Men already smell bad enough when they're alive. We'll leave it at that. That's that's fair. <laughs> Kills the mood. Yep. So, other fun activities besides necrophilia with the ladies is cannibalism, incest, and the desecration and robbing of graves. Nice. Boy, you know, that sounds like a fun weekend. Because no rager is complete without desecrating some corpses. <laughs> or incest. <laughs> oh, gross. Just ask the Lannisters. <laughs> I was just going to say, party at the Lannisters' place. <laughs> 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 Bring your sister. <laughs> She's also your date. <laughs> the skinwalkers will go naked or shift into an animal form, adorned with ritualistic paint and beaded jewelry. And the leaders of these groups tend to be an old man, who is the most powerful and eldest of the skinwalkers. Which means he looks pretty cool when he's naked. Just saying. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies. Welcome to the party. Oh, my God. I'm hearing Adam Sandler in my head going, You're going to miss me when his wrinkly body's on top of you with his loose skin and old balls. Yes. <laughs> I think now we know why they only choose female corpses. Fair. Because it's a dirty old guy that nobody wants to touch. Fair. Fair. So now I'm going to cover what a skinwalker does. Because they do things. And it's creepy. They do? And it's creepy. 
You know, they don't just stay, they don't just stand there like, I'm creepy. Here I am. Check me out. I didn't just do all this incense for nothing. <laughs> oh, God. They did all that incense to rogue, but creepily. <laughs> anyway, back to what a skinwalker does. Let's just sagoo back over there. <laughs> a skinwalker wears the pelts of the animals they transform into, hence the name. They have also been noted as wearing the skulls or antlers of the animals they wish to shift into to bring them more power. And the animals they choose usually depend on what abilities they need them for, for a particular task, such as if they need to be strong or if they need more endurance, they need to be stealthy, fast, have claws, etc. And they can transform again if they find themselves under attack or pursuit. And as a result of this, the Navajo people refuse to wear the pelts of any predatory creature, as it's deemed taboo, although sheepskin, leather, and buckskin are allowed. Sexy. And who doesn't like wearing some buck, am I right? <laughs> that really limits their fashion choices. It does. It's pretty much straight deer and buffalo. Just gonna go on record saying that. <laughs> So skinwalkers are able to possess humans after locking eyes with them. Oh no, don't look at this. <laughs> Once they've assumed control of the host, they can make their victim do and say whatever they want against the victim's will. You can detect a skinwalker by their eyes, which, again, why? Because then you're just falling into their trap. But Exactly. Because they are very different from those of an animal and retain their human appearance when they take the form of a beast and inversely take on an animalistic quality when they are in the shape of a human. Don't like that. That You know what that makes me think of? What? That makes me think of those like internet cartoons where they have an animal and then they put human teeth in the mouth. And it's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> like I can just imagine these human eyeballs sitting in the middle of something, just so uncomfortable. See, and it's gross. I don't like it. And even though, it. like, they don't take the form of a goat, I automatically go to goat eyes because those are the creepiest form of animal eyes, in my opinion. <laughs> so that's where I Always go. Always hating on goats. Can't help it. I like I think goats. Sheep with their. Bulbous, 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 sheep with their bulbous eyeballs. <laughs> okay, sorry. <clears throat> Continue. So, not only are their eyeballs kind of freaky, but they also glow bright orange red in the light. When not in animal form, skinwalkers still retain a bit of an animalistic appearance, looking like hollowed out creatures that resemble dogs, which is super hot. Hollowed out creatures that resemble dogs. So they kind of like, I just kind of pictured them based off the description as kind of like, did either of you watch The Machinist with yes. Christian Bale? Like when he's at his skinniest and he looks kind of like a walking corpse, basically. That's what I kind of insinuated. That's what that meant is that they basically oh, so like a greyhound dog. Like they look very gaunt and not as human. That's gross. That sounds very Wendigo like also. Yeah. So taking the forms of other people and animals aren't the only powers that a skinwalker has at their disposal. They can also read minds, control other people's thoughts and behaviors, 
destroy property, and cause disease, illness, and in some cases, death. Show-offs. I know. They got all the cool powers. Yeah, right. There are a number of ways to tell if a skinwalker is near. They make themselves known with behavior similar to that of a poltergeist. So knocking on windows, banging on walls, causing scraping noises on the roof. Nope. Some have even described glimpsing them peering through windows, although they have most often been reported as being seen appearing suddenly in front of a vehicle in the hopes of causing an accident. I don't like the idea of seeing it in a window. Mm -mm. That's nightmare stuff right there. Yeah, that's nightmare fuel for me. Mm -hmm. Just a face like... Yeah. (laughs) Carl, get out of here! (laughs) (laughs) I thought I told you to stop coming by here. (laughs) Don't make me get the hose. So it's believed that not only can skinwalkers take on the forms of animals, but they can also control creatures of the night, like owls and wolves, to make them do their bidding. Others have been said to be able to summon spirits of the dead and even reanimate corpses as a means of defense against perceived enemies. So as a result of this, the Navajo rarely, if ever, venture out alone to protect themselves. It's just a common practice, you know, body system, if you're going to go out at night. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Regardless of where you are or what era it is. Yep. So the types of power these creatures wield is like something out of a comic book. They're said to be able to jump high cliffs with ease and run faster than a car. They're impossible to catch, and the trail they leave includes tracks much larger than any other animal. In the rare instances where they actually have been seen, they're described as not quite human, taking on the characteristics of whatever animal they possess while also retaining a somewhat human form. So kind of like a werewolf type of thing. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they're said to be completely naked, but on other occasions, they're reported as wearing like tattered clothes, as if they forgot to take them off before they shifted shape. Kind of like the Hulk. Like the Hulk. That's <laughs> what I was just thinking. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. And then their pants turn purple for some reason. It's weird. <laughs> it's like hyper color. Skinwalkers kill for a variety of reasons, such as revenge, anger, greed, you name it. Douchebaggery. Just general assholery. And as I mentioned before, they rob graves as much for the riches they may find as for the ingredients they need to perform their dark magic. And because of the, the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. What, what? <laughs> Making the connections. There's Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually... A- great segue because my next point was after all, skinwalkers must continually kill in order to live off their victims. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just jumping ahead in my notes, girl. What? So skinwalkers and witches like them have often been blamed for a number of tragedies that may strike a community such as sickness, famine, drought, that sort of thing. Problems big and small could be attributed to evil witches from windstorms to the death of livestock. And this was never more apparent than during the Navajo Witch Purge of 1878. This is a real thing. So during a series of wars between the Navajo and the U.S. Army, 
the Navajo were forcibly expelled from their land and made to march to Fort Sumner in New Mexico in what was later known as the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. Because assholes. That's us, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Upon their arrival, the Navajo people suffered one injustice after another. Bad water, illness, failed crops, as well as death quickly reduced their numbers over the next four years. Finally, the government admitted that they were at fault and allowed the Navajo people to return to their homeland in the Four Corners area, which is where Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah all meet, for those that don't know. I did not know. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know either. I'm American. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cool because it's all square. It all kind of lines up. I just feel like once they got out there, they got too lazy and they're like, lines, good. Make it a square. Done. So during the time they were at Fort Sumner, many of the tribe members were rumored to have turned to shape-shifting as a way to cope with and escape the horrible conditions they had to suffer, while the rest of the tribe were under the assumption that their gods had deserted them, which is really sad. It is really sad. And after they returned to Four Corners... Even though the conditions slowly began to improve, the skinwalkers that had plagued them on the reservation were still amongst their numbers. Witch hunting soon began, and once a member of the tribe found a collection of witch artifacts wrapped in a copy of the Treaty of 1868, the tribe unleashed their punishment. The Navajo Witch Purge in 1878 was the purging of 40 Navajo suspected of witchcraft in an effort to bring balance and harmony back to the tribe. So, that sucks. It does suck. That's a huge bummer. That's a lot more than Salem, because Salem was, what, 19 people? Yeah, something like that. And we think of that as America's worst witch trials. Yeah. So now I'm going to talk about trickery and sightings. I like how I named my little sub things. <laughs> so most sightings today are more trickster in nature and less malicious. Numerous stories have come out telling of animals that are able to match the speed of moving vehicles before disappearing. Some of these tales end with the animal shifting to the form of a man that attacks the vehicle. Another story details a man repairing his old ranch before hearing raucous laughter from his sheep pen, which is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was some fun joke going on over there. I don't know. But believing he was alone, he went to investigate and found all but one of his sheep cowering in one corner of their pen. As he got closer, a lone ram was standing upright and laughing as a human would. Again, goat things. I like it. I, I just like picture it. I picture the rams from Zootopia with the eyeballs on the side that are all like... Hey. Are they bulbous, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> and as the man locked eyes with the ram, he noted that its eyes weren't those of an animal, but a human... And before he could do anything about it, the animal began to walk away on all four legs, which is still creepy. It's less creepy than it walking on two legs, I suppose. Yeah. And like laughing as it's walking away. Remember how you were talking about anthropomorphized animals? Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like, you know, the screaming goats. Maybe this was a weird hybrid where it's just a laughing goat. (laughs) 
There are screaming goats. I know there are fainting goats. Yeah, like... Make the lamb stop screaming. It's where goats will just be like... Ah! They just, like, randomly just start yelling. (laughs) Seriously? Like, look it up on YouTube. It is hilarious. Your face when you did that was so good. Ah! (laughs) Because they stick their tongue out when they do it. (laughs) Gotta have the the tongue action. (laughs) Anyway. So, people have reported seeing skinwalkers running during the night even turning into a fiery ball that leaves a trail of sparks behind it, which, that's pretty cool. Still others have shared stories of angry humanoid figures watching them from clifftops, mesas, and mountains, which I don't like. Mm -mm. One of the most famous sightings took place in the 1980s to a family driving through a Navajo reservation. As they approached a curve and started to slow down, something jumped out of the ditch in front of them. It was described as black, hairy, and wearing clothes. A few days after the sighting, upon returning to their home in Flagstaff, that's in Arizona for people that don't know. I did know that one. Yes. Okay. (laughs) They were awakened by the sound of loud drums and chanting. Three dark forms were seen outside their fence. Forms that quickly disappeared into the night after they were unable to climb it. Which is gross. How do you ever sleep? No. Move a maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sage that shit. Fake your own death. <laughs> <laughs> and then move like to Puerto Rico or something where no one will find you. Yeah. Just the chupacabra instead. Yeah. I'd rather take a goat sucker than like a weird a weird <laughs> laughing goat. Goat sucker. <laughs> It's all about the goats. I like goats. Maybe the chupacabra will defend you against this evil goat. Maybe. Ram thing. Bah ram you. Bah ram you. What is, what's the next line? To your blanket Some, something be true. I know fleece is part of it. To your fleece, your... I'm looking at it. Yeah, Google it for me. <laughs> so while you're doing that... One of the most famous locations of Skinwalker sightings is Sherman Ranch in Northeast Utah, also known as Skinwalker Ranch. In the 1990s, it became known as a place with a history of UFO sightings, aliens, crop circles, cattle mutilations, and unsurprisingly, Skinwalkers. I found it. Okay. (laughs) It's Ba-Ram-You, Ba-Ram-You, to your breed, your fleece. Your clan be true, sheep be true. Thank you. <laughs> Google! <Your face. laughs> yes. <laughs> Terry Sherman, the father of the family at the, the Skinwalker Ranch, told the Deseret News in 1996 about an encounter he had with a wolf on his property. He stated that it was about three times bigger than a normal wolf, with glowing red eyes and continued to stand unfazed as Terry fired three close-range shots into it. This is just one of many similar cases that have been reported on the property since the Shermans sold it. 
The ranch is located near the Ute Indian Reservation, and the Ute people believe that the Navajo placed a curse on their tribe in retaliation for some past transgressions that have been lost to time. Since then, the Skinwalkers have plagued the Ute people. And the ranch, which is now known as the National Institute for Discovery Science, was purchased in 1996 by Robert Bigelow, and the strange sightings have continued to occur. One such case was noted on March 12, 1997, by biochemist Dr. Colm Keller. 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 Thank you. Keller. You knew who this was, Ashley? No. Colm Keller. He spotted what appeared to be a large humanoid figure perched 20 feet off the ground in a tree. It lay motionless except for its unblinking yellow eyes that stared straight at him. He fired at it with a rifle, but the creature fled. Now I'm going to talk about how to make him go away. I have so many questions. <laughs> Silver bullets, maybe? It's it's, per- there's- it's perched, but it's laying. Yeah, I'm picturing it kind of like, you know how lions hang out in trees? Where they're like mm-hmm. on a branch, where they're kind of laying on the branch. That's kind of okay. how, how I pictured it, but maybe he was just like, hey... <laughs> Call me like one of your French girls. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Keller's like, nope. (laughs) Just (laughs) shot at it. Anyway, since witchcraft goes against everything the Navajo culture stands for, acts of witchcraft are not to be tolerated. The Navajo people actively work to prevent, avoid, and cure any glimpse of these behaviors as soon as they start. Their laws hold that when a person makes the choice to become a witch, they shed their humanity and right to exist in harmony with the rest of the world, meaning they must be killed. Damn. So. Intense. Hardcore. It's pretty hardcore. Hardcore parkour, one might say. One might. One might. But should one? One, you know, doesn't, but (laughs) one could. Fun fact, skinwalkers are notoriously hard to kill, and attempts usually end without success as the witch will often retaliate, as most things do when you try to kill them. Any successful killing requires the assistance of a powerful shaman with knowledge of the rituals and spells necessary to turn a skinwalker's evil magic against it. The alternative is to shoot them with bullets dipped in white ash, and the killing shot must hit them in the neck or the head. If that doesn't work, you can supposedly kill a skinwalker by calling them by the true name they went by before they turned themselves into a skinwalker. You aren't fooling anyone, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Change is back. Hey, guys. Where's my sister? (laughs) Uh, Who wants to die? (laughs) Do you remember that initiation ceremony you went to? There's now a restraining order, Larry. (laughs) We're just going to let you know up front. The chances of encountering a skinwalker are very slim, unless you happen to live near a reservation. There are people who have never seen anything, but report feeling a sensation of intense paranoia, dread, and unease, as if a truly evil presence is nearby. And then as quickly as, as a sensation starts, it will completely disappear. This is my last fun fact. Worried that you may have a skinwalker on your property? Yes. 
good news is that just like vampires, they can't enter unless they're invited. Just say no. No, thank you. So when that uh, scarily malnourished person with animal eyeballs is standing on your doorstep saying, Hey, I could use some, uh, I need some sugar. Can I come in? Just say no. Hey, neighbor, I brought you a bundt cake. Can I come on in? We'll share his life. No. No, thank you. Again, Larry, you ain't fooling anybody. He just comes up and he's like, hot towels? <laughs> so fucking random, dude. It's from Tommy Boy. Don't you remember that? No. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Hot towels. Oh my God, I need to rewatch this movie. <laughs> that would be a good you ploy, though. <laughs> oh god so that is the urban legend of the skinwalker they've made their way into a lot of pop culture too yep yeah i didn't um write down all of the different pop culture reference references because there were a lot of them that i would have mm-hmm. had to write down but yeah i think one of the the big ones that people would really recognize right now is probably supernatural mm-hmm. i mean the one on hannibal i think they technically referred to as a wendigo all the time but it's you know essentially the same thing yeah i they're pretty similar I have that Funko Pop, and it's terrifying, and I love it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's, like, blood dripping from the fingers. Dang. Hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) Parkour! Just kidding, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Keep trying, Lindsay, keep trying. I'll stay on it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. It's like how Maddie keeps trying to get a trampoline fund going for our show. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody going to send it to your P.O. box? <laughs> there we go. The P.O. box we don't have. Yep. Although that makes me think of that. Um, did either of you guys watch Nickelodeon, the Stick Stickly skit? I still have that song. Right Sounds to me. Familiar. Stick Stickly, P.O. Box 963, New York City, New York State, 10108. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. It was a little popsicle stick and he had googly eyes and a little nose and Yeah, I do remember that. <sighs> he was like the host of this like window of afternoon shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah. As soon as Nickelodeon you said so stick stickly, I was like, I know that, but like couldn't get there. Yep. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of urban legends. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. We're sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad you do? Question mark? (laughs) It's funny every time. It is funny every time. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice, because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely 
absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, the $7 Cryptid Hunter, and the $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at pineapppizzapod at gmail.com. Don't forget, A-P-P. That's important. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.